Hey, this is Adam Penapinto. I'm the pastor here at Hope Covenant Church, and I'm so glad that you're joining with us today. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a part of our Hope Covenant Church family, we would love to connect with you via social media on all social media outlets or on our website, hopecovenant.cc. I hope this word encourages, inspires, and challenges you in your daily walk with God as we dig deeper into his word. Let's jump right into today's message. Holy Spirit, we welcome you this morning. Lord, we thank you. You're a good God. When times are good, you're good. When times don't look good, you're still good. And that's the beauty of your goodness is you're always good. Lord, we press into your word this morning and I ask you that you would open the eyes of our understanding. Father, I thank you that we would encounter you. And Lord, I thank you for the, just the, the ecstatic presence of your spirit that's been here this morning. Lord, I ask that you would continue that, that this would be the beginning of a movement. Lord, as we unite, as we commune together, as we commune with you, as we just did in worship, Father, I thank you that there's something changing. There's a tide that's rising and there's an opportunity. to, there's a moment and Lord, we want to be sensitive to the moment of your spirit. Father, we are all about a move of your Holy Spirit. And so we ask you this morning that you would just lock that and secure that and even concrete that in our hearts in Jesus' name. If you believe that, would you say amen? amen. I want you to turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians. And I, I want to, we, we've been reading this. And I'm going to read it again. I've been reading it the past couple of weeks. I was going to skip it. And the Holy Spirit told me, no, read it again. And I know many of you have been out and traveling. And, and uh, I'm so glad as a pastor that summer's over. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. I'm actually really excited about the fall. Um, anybody excited about the fall? I love the fall. It's one of my favorite times of year when it gets real colorful. And uh, book a flight somewhere and land in Charlotte's airport. It's gorgeous looking out the the, win, the window and the plane, and it's just amazing. And I, I love this season, and I sense that there is a renewal that's coming to this church before we even experience revival. I sense that the Lord is going to renew many of you, secure some things, that this is a season for many of you, that God is securing some things in your heart and resetting your vision that everything's new. I'm so excited about that. I'm fighting tears right now because I really believe that, that that is for many families here that have been like, Lord, when, 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 when? And I believe that we're in a now moment in an open heaven season. And I just, I really am so glad. Uh, I'm so glad for those of you that are here. This, is, this feels good today. First Corinthians chapter one, verses 10 to 17. This is Paul speaking to the church in Corinth, he says, I urge you, my brothers and sisters, for the sake of the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to agree to live in unity. And we've been talking about this, that that's an agreement. We can choose to live and unite in unity, to overlook the things that we don't agree about and just unite on the things that we do. Live, to agree to live together in unity with one another and put to rest any division that attempts to tear you apart. Be restored as one united body living in perfect harmony because there was some division in the church there. So he's saying, just be restored in harmony. Form a consistent choreography among your, amongst yourselves, having a common perspective with shared values. Let's focus on those things. My dear brothers and sisters, I have a serious concern that I need to bring up with you for I have been informed by those of Chloe's house church that you have been destructively arguing amongst yourselves. He's saying, cut that out. I don't like that. 
Knock that off. I need to bring this up because each of you is claiming loyalty to different preachers. Some of you are saying, I'm a disciple of Paul. Some are saying that of Apollos. Or some of you, I'm a disciple of Peter the Rock. And some, I belong only to Christ. But let me ask you, is Christ divided up into groups? Did I die on the cross for you? At your baptism, did you pledge yourselves to follow Paul? No, thank, thank God only baptized two from Corinth, and that's Crispus and Gaius. But So now, one can say that in my name I baptized others. So now no one, I'm sorry, can say that, I, that in my name I baptized others. Yes, I also baptized Stephanus and his family. Other than that, I don't remember baptizing anyone else. Check this out right here, verse 17. For the anointed one has sent me on a mission. Not to see how many I could baptize, but to proclaim the good news. We have got to start proclaiming the good news. We have got to start saying there's a, there's a God who can rescue you and snatch you and save you. And when you submit to his lordship, my goodness, where how far you can go. For the anointed one has sent me on a mission. Not to see how many I can baptize, but to proclaim the good news. And I declare this message stripped of all philosophical arguments that empty the cross of its true power, which is what philosophical arguments do. For I trust in the all-sufficient cross of Christ alone. Does anybody feel the Holy Ghost right now? Psalms 133 verse 1 says, How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. Philippians 2 verse 2 out of the Passion Translation, So I'm asking you, my friends, that you be joined together in perfect unity with one heart, one passion, and one united love. Walk together with one harmonious purpose, and you will fill my heart with unbounded joy. I love that. It, you know, it blesses the Lord when we walk together in unity. We sing, bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Do you know it's holy when we live together in unity? It's holy when you shut up and stop gossiping about the person that's sitting next to you. By the way, that's not a good idea because you reap what you sow. So you talk smack, they probably will too. That's just scripture. So we got to be careful with that. But it's important that you belong to a community and contribute to unity. It's important that you belong to a community and contribute to unity. We were designed to live in community. Let me give you some scripture for that. In Genesis 2, verse 18, the Lord said, It's not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. And you remember God gave Adam Eve because we were not designed to be alone. And I see, we saw during COVID this attack, and I believed in physically distancing, but I didn't like the whole social distancing thing because we weren't designed to be socially distanced. And I want to let you know that regardless of what happens in this nation, if they try this a second round, we ain't doing it here at this church. We will not. The doors of this church will be open. And I'm not covering my face with any kind of a pouch either. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it this round. I'm just letting you all know. Uh, you know, why did I go there? Anyway, I went there. Too bad. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. And I lost a family member to COVID, and that's still my stance. I, we, we, need to, we need to address a spirit of control that came over this nation that was ungodly. It was a spirit. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 11, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. 
We got to encourage each other. We got to build each other up in our most holy faith. That's so important. That's scriptural. We all need community. Hebrews 10 verses 23 to 25. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he, has, he who for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together. Oh, wow, that's important right there. In other words, let's wake up on Sundays and get dressed and come into God's house together because there's power and we're better together. I'm going to read some scriptures about the power that comes from our togetherness. We can't give up meeting together as some in the ha- are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Guys, we developed a bad habit during COVID of sitting in our PJs and eating tricks or whatever cereal we're eating and not getting out and going into the house of God. And I understand it. I get it. I even get why we socially distance for a season. I understand that. I'm not criticizing anybody. But that can't be our habit. That's not, that's unhealthy. Scripture says that's not good. Long term, that's not good. We can't have that. We've got to meet together. Don't forsake that. Don't stay away from a community of people that challenge you and provoke you to holiness. That's not good. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Well, guess what? Good character, I believe, corrupts bad morals. I read that. I used to, as a youth pastor, read that opposite all the time to our youth ministry. Used to say, I love positive peer pressure. Like, hey, I'm pressing into Jesus. I'm going after him with everything. Come on and join. Attach to this giddy. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. And I believe that. That's why it's important that you're here. Because we can provoke each other to holiness. I love that. Community and unity give the church authority and the ability to persevere in a faith-filled walk with God persevere. Paul talks about that. In other words, let me, let me kind of bring that down to practical verbiage for you that when we're going through a hard time, when we're going through a physical issue and we need prayer, we can call somebody within our community and say, I need prayer for this. When you're struggling with a sin issue, you should have somebody, a brother or a sister. If you're a sister, make it a sister. If you're a brother, make it a brother that you can call and say, I'm struggling with this in my life. I need help. We oftentimes feel shame. I want to encourage you that no matter what you're dealing with in this house, you have somebody that you can talk to, and we're not here to shame you. We're here to see you free of that. We don't operate in shame. We don't operate that way. And and by the way, it's not your job to convict someone. That's the Holy Spirit's job. Get out of his way. Let him do it. We're here to, what are we? We're a hospital. We're hot. You come, we're going to give you the IV. We're going to give you the full-blown treatment and get you right with the Lord and set free of all the guilt that comes with every bad decision you ever made. That's our job here. We have one job. What's the job? L-O-V-E, love. That's our job. But we need community. When we are going through a financial difficulty, you need somebody to stand with you and pray and remind you that you ain't tithing. Oh, I don't like that. Well, you know what? Sometimes if you're around people that just tell you what you want to hear all the time, you're with the wrong crowd. Iron sharpens iron. I got a little New York when I said that. I don't know what happened there. I gave like that Italian face. I was like, 
Iron sharpens iron. Tom over there, he's like, hey, you want to meet Paul later? <laughs> Come back, Lord. Jesus said this in Matthew 18. Hey, if we can't have fun, my God. Church is supposed to be fun. Matthew 18, verses 18 to 20. I'm going to read 18 and 19. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly, I tell you that if two of you, in other words, multitudes, two or three of you gather on earth about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. I'm sorry, right here. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am with them. Did a terrible job of reading that, but that's the, that's the crux right there. That is 18. I have them numbered wrong is what's going on there. There's power when we're together. There's power when we lock together in prayer. There's authority that happens. Why? Because there's a unification that comes, and when there's a unification that comes, there's a stirring of his Holy Spirit. There's the breath of God that comes on those moments. Yes. Let's go deeper with that. Acts 2, verses 1 to 2, and this is a conversation I've been having with a few people. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Say one place. One place. Notice that when there was a revival, Pentecost, there was this massive move of the Holy Spirit that had never happened before. And it happened when they were in one place, unity, community, common unity. That's what happened. You can get that out of that word. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. There was a visitation and an inspiration of the Holy Spirit that they couldn't even explain in the moment that happened. Spiritual tongues and languages they didn't even understand. It's like, what just happened? And it happened because they were together. They were in community. They were in one place. So why is the devil attacking Christians and even non-Christians right now attacking the church like crazy? Hulu just released a new documentary slamming Hillsong Church in, in Australia. And you'll notice, that, and by the way, get ready for more and more and more and more and more of that. Because in the end times, the Antichrist spirit is going to be more and more on the rise. I wouldn't be surprised if one day there's a documentary or something even locally that happens about this church. They're going to talk smack about the body of Christ as, as it gets darker and darker and darker and darker and darker. But I want to encourage you, that gives a, an opportunity for the light to be brighter, yes. Yes. to shine brighter. Amen. It's not that God is more God. It's just that, that the darkness, he, it, 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 light exposes darkness. And that's what happens there. But there was this move that came. And so the, I, no wonder there's an attack on, on unity in the church. I'm watching pastors that are, that are filled with the Holy Ghost, ripping on pastors nonstop. I actually saw it on a, on a Christian television. I went, my God, this is an attack on unity. Shut your mouth. It's not our job to correct everybody. Who gave you, who's, who said you were heaven's high sheriff? Like, oh, heaven sent me. I'm better than this pastor. I'm going to knock out. You know, look, if you don't agree, that's fine. Pray for them. I mean, could we let the Holy Spirit do the work? Yeah. Could we let the Holy Spirit? It's not your job. 
And pride comes before a fall. So my God, zip of the lippa. (laughs) This stuff just happens. It wasn't in the notes. (laughs) But we should be provoking each other to live righteously. Proverbs 27 verse 17, it, it takes a grinding wheel to sharpen a blade. So one person sharpens the character of another. That's why, like, I annoy you, you annoy me, we're a happy family, it's all good. That's good stuff that happens. It's good stuff because it teaches us to die to self and live for Christ. But we've forgotten, I mean, we live in, like, the cancel culture where, yeah, I'm offended, you're done. I I just heard of somebody that that is not talking to somebody because of, like, ridiculous political things. And I'm like, what what is going on? What, What, can we grow up? For the love of God, we should be obsessed with unity. It doesn't mean you don't have an opinion. It just means you shut up about it sometimes. Yeah, my, my mom's side of the family, we sit down and, and everybody starts talking political. It's like a, it's a, they love politics. My grandfather was a political figure. And, and so uh, it's just a thing with the family. But what I love about it is we could talk about it and grab ice cream together and eat. And we, we don't agree, you know, like, it's like we, we, we might not agree in that moment, but we, we still love each other and we still agree to disagree. And that's a good thing. And we've forgotten that's, that's an art that's like forgotten in this generation. It's very unhealthy. It's very unhealthy. We have in this church Democrats. We have in this church Republicans. We have in this church independents. We have in the, and, and we should be able to coexist together. You know, that's like a good thing. Now, you might not agree with certain things, and I encourage you with this. What, what's your take, Pastor Adam? Are you a Republican or a Democrat? What are you? I, I'm a nothing. I, just so you know, I, I literally am not attached to any party. Here's what I'm attached with, righteousness. And when I look at political figures, I go, okay, I'm looking for righteousness, I'm looking for the person that has values and policies. You know, I look for things that, of course, I want America first. But I, I, I do believe in, in righteousness, and that's what I look at mainly. I look at topics like abortion, and I look at topics like, that. I just look at scripture and what lines up, and I vote closest to that as much as I can find that. And I want to encourage you as we're digging into election season, can we look at unity Can we stop looking at party specific? Can we look at unity and can we encourage each other? Just brother, are you voting righteous? Sister, are you voting righteous? And and let's encourage each other with that. Is that good? Can we all agree on that? It's really good. There are five purposes of the church. And I want to talk about this because this is kind of setting the way for me to talk about vision. And even next week as I'm talking about uh, a, a topic of, of consumerism versus the giver, and it, it, it pertains to this. And I'm not talking about money. So those of you that want to maybe stay away next week because you think I'm talking about money, it is some of that, but that's not what this is about. This is about, we're talking about our purpose and our existence as the church. So I want to encourage you to come next week. There are five purposes of, of the church. One of them is worship. I know I went over this last week, but I'm repeating this. It's important. One of them is fellowship, which is why I let the timer go a little bit and you guys talk a little bit because I love that. Discipleship, ministry, or you might know this as service, and then missions, you might know this as evangelism. Those are the five purposes of the church. 
Let me break them down for you, these five dimensions of a healthy church, because a healthy church has all of those encompassed, okay? So the church will grow warmer through fellowship, which is why I'm encouraging you to get plugged into a life group. We grow warmer when we fellowship. It contributes to unity when we get together, we talk about our common interests and maybe even disinterests. In all in good unity. Churches grow deeper through discipleship, which is why we did discipleship classes and now we're doing discipleship through life groups. Discipleship is where we talk about the principles of scripture and we dig deeper than I can do in a, in a 30 to 40 minute moment on a Sunday morning and we, we do Q&A and questions and answers. And, and so that's super important. Discipleship is super important. Churches grow stronger through worship. By the way, worship is a lifestyle, not a song service. That's part of worship. That's not worship. This is good. We call this praise and worship. That's cool. But worship is a lifestyle that we live that reflects the character of Jesus, and we take that out into the world. So churches grow stronger through worship. Churches grow broader through ministry. I love this. We have an opportunity right now to minister to our local community. We're going to be doing an event in December with foster care and adoption. I told you this room is going to be used as a licensing room where we're going to train and equip and, and then license. There's an organization that's going to do the church is not going to do it, but we're going to have an organization that does specialize in that. And there's going to be classes right here in this building. By the way, that's where a lot of your generosity is going towards. We believe that, and, and we, when Liz and I were writing the vision that the Lord was giving us, uh, when we were starting Hope Covenant Church, the Lord really put foster care and adoption on, on our hearts, and there was even a, a word that I got from a woman by the name of Cindy Jacobs years and years ago that I would have a hand in that, and we're going to see that happen. Guys, the church has got to be the strongest in this area of fostering and adopting and taking care of the widows and those that have needs. We're doing that too. So churches grow broader through ministry. I'll dig deeper into that list next week. And then churches grow larger through evangelism. I encouraged you last week to look at the seat next to you. And if it's empty, invite somebody here because this room should be more than packed. And I believe that in January, and I'm actually seeing a little bit of signs of that today as the room is mostly full, that we're going to have to go to two services. It's going to present a whole bunch of other needs. We, have, we always have like growing pains as a church, and that's a good thing. We should. If we don't have to walk by faith, are we really the church? Like, well, that's a good thing. I have to constantly be looking at things that I need God to move in order to accomplish them, and I want to encourage you with that too. But this thing of us coming together, there's so much power. Could you imagine if all of us, the Bible says just two or three are gathered in my name and things happen. Could you imagine if we would all unite together? This group of people that I'm looking at, let me explain to you. There's a word called remnant. That's what I believe this is. It's a collective group of people that if you read it, it's like we're, we're, we're the ones that are, that are, I would say you're the foundation. You're the ones that are left from what I would consider like if, there's a, if there was a revival and there was a move of God that's happening, you're the ones that are recognized in a small collective group of people that are going to be used as a spark and an ember to ignite a flame. And I believe that's what I'm looking at here. 
I believe that I'm looking at the start of a movement, not just a church name called Hope Covenant, but an authentic move, a unification where Holy Spirit can do what only Holy Spirit can do. At this church, we want one person to get the credit. It's the Lord, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I'm simply a vessel and you're simply a vessel to be used. None of us better than each other, but all collectively here for the purpose of kingdom and God first. And if we could lay our pride by the side, he rejects the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. When you literally put your opinions and your, your, uh, your outward arguments on the back burner, you're now welcoming the inspiration of the Holy Spirit because he resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. There's something powerful that happens when my view takes a back seat and I just start praying. I just say, Lord, your will be done. We do this every service as a staff. We take this order of service and we say, okay, Lord. We literally do it every week. We lay this at your feet. This is our plan. Now you come and you direct our steps and you do with it what you want because this isn't worth anything if we don't encounter you. That's just there to give us some direction-ish. Brennan often jokes with me. He's, he's our music director. This microphone that he's in, he's talking in our ears the whole time, telling us where to go and what to do. Sometimes I listen, sometimes I don't, but the rest of the band does. <laughs> Brennan's like, amen. And he, he'll often joke with me. He'll go, well, we think this is the song list, you know? It's, we're, we're just going after God. And we need the Lord. My prayer for the American church is that we would unite together and we would need God again. And that the Holy Spirit would be welcome in his house. This is not my house. This is the Lord's house. And I need the Lord to build it because they that labor on their own labor in vain. Which is why I'm, I'm trying to really follow the inspiration of the Holy Ghost when it comes to this church. I'm trying to listen to the Lord. Lord, what is it that you want to do with this community of people? Because I love what's happening here. I can't wait to do some weddings because of some community that happened, unity that happened, and then people meet people, and, you know, everybody who's single is like, amen, yes, Lord, that's awesome. Like, God's timing. But I, I, I want to do those. A wedding is one of the things you could watch where there's a miracle that happens right in front of your own eyes. I could tell you miracles happen, and now we've got a little miracle. She's loud and she interrupts service, but she's little and she's a miracle. And I love her. We waited a decade for her. God is so good. The Lord wants you to be renewed. He wants you to feel lighthearted. There's times where we, we receive the burden of the Lord and we need to take it to prayer. And that's, that's, a, that's a good burden. But your own burden should never be your burden. Only the Lord's burdens, and we take those to the Lord, and then we even lay those at his feet. Say, okay, well, you're God. I'll pray that through, but I'll, I'll intercede. I'll, I'll, I'll contend for that. I love that word contend, because that's what we're doing here. We're contending for a move of God. But it takes the obedience of a community uniting together in order to see that. And that's a choice. That is, that, that is, a, that is a very practical decision. Don't blame that on spiritual things. That's a, that is a decision. And when you do that and you call that into order, there is a spiritual move as a result of obedience. 
So let's stand to our feet as a church. I, I'm through today, but I really feel the Lord this, in this moment. I really feel a stirring of his spirit. Here's what I wanna do this morning. With every eye closed, I do wanna actually close our eyes today. Lord, our name is Hope Covenant Church. That's our church name. And every one of us have an individual name. And as a person this morning, Father, in this moment, this is between us and you. We make a decision that we're going to be a part of something greater than us. We ask for your kingdom to be evident in our lives. And so, Father, we unite together as a, uh, to, today as a, as a family. And I thank you, God that as we make a decision to do life together, that there would be a supernatural move of your spirit that would go so much further than anything we could possibly imagine, Father, that it would, it would just like a, like a flame burn and consume all of Charlotte. And I'm talking about the burning of your spirit. We ask for Charlotte to be a city that is united as one going after you. And we ask for the salvation of this city right now in Jesus' name. And we just say, here am I. Just say that to the Lord, here am I. Use me for the purpose of unity. Lord, we just thank you for a move of your spirit, a move of your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Lord, we just right now take authority over every resistor that would try to resist a move of the Holy Ghost in Charlotte in Jesus' name. We say, no, no, this city is ripe for revival. We declare that in Jesus' name. That many would come to, to know you. We ask for a harvest to come in Charlotte in Jesus' name. Lord, bring in the lost. We, we pray for that this morning. Lord, as their intercession even rises right now where two or three are gathered in your name and submit things to you, there's breakthrough. And we declare that in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Yeah. Lord, before we end, we just repent for any backbiting, any talking, any gossiping that's happened in our lives. You say in your word, a double-minded individual receives nothing from you. So we decide this morning we're going to speak life in blessing, not cursing over people. In Jesus' name, amen. You're not supposed to curse people. Spirits you can curse, but not people. Wow. I love what God is doing. I love the Lord. I love the Lord, and I love you guys. God is up to something special, and I believe there's a move coming to Charlotte. I really do believe that. I've got nothing else to say other than let's go and spread the love. Let's show the love of Jesus. And I want to encourage you guys to come back next week, 1030. God's moving. How many of you felt the Lord this morning? Just a, just a show of hands. You felt the Lord. Can we just give God a shout of praise? He's so good. I just pray Psalms 91 over every person here. 
Lord, let this week be a week that's ordered of you, that we would abide in your safety under the shadow of your wings. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys are dismissed. We'll see you next week. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it and share it on social media or jump onto our website, hopecovenant.cc, and click on our giving link and help us continue to share the message of Jesus across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.